Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. It is a warm welcome back to consumer journalist Wendy Nola, who's with us in studio today. And as I mentioned earlier, we're delaying the promised conversation about a salon treatment gone wrong so that we can just get our last few T's crossed and I's dotted on that story before we bring it to air. Instead, we are seizing the gap because it's been a long time since we did an open line show, Wendy, and the, the questions have been piling up. So thanks for joining us today <laughs> and being willing to go all over the place. No problem. Yes, it's all over the place. Although when I was putting it together, I thought there is a sort of loose thread and that is consumers transport, transport <laughs> yes. and paying upfront for goods and services um, that you're going to redeem later and what the legalities around that are. And it's okay. really interesting how many companies and or industries actually completely flout that. So uh, ah. if you're sitting there thinking cell industry, yes, you'd be right, prepaid data mm-hmm. at home. Um, we're not talking about that today. <laughs> well, hopefully not. <laughs> the and then, then flights, yeah. you know, when, yeah. when COVID happened and you, your, your ticket was for a date when no, nothing was flying. Um, and now wanting to redeem that. And, um, and the bus tickets. Okay. So, yeah, there's a, it's, it's sort of a loose feed. Common thread. thread yeah. yes. And then, of course, whatever else you throw our way, because we are taking calls on 021 and WhatsApps on 0725671567. Let's start with the bus tickets, though, Wendy, because this is one that affects so many people sure. and uh, is so important. It's such a huge chunk of uh, so many of our listeners' uh, disposable income that is spent on transport. Um, do you want to set the scene for us? Okay, so... Um, a while back, our listener Steve Austin wrote to us querying uh, whether the Golden Arrow bus service was inflating fares during the recent taxi violence. Um, he said a staff member of mine who lives in Philippi has been relying on the Golden Arrow bus service to get to and from work instead of his usual taxi. The usual cost of such a trip is about 18 rand. We'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> if he travels between 6 and 8 and 4 and 6, this fare can cost as much as 38 rand. This week he traveled to Tableview during these hours and was charged 48 rand for a single trip. Would it be possible for you to contact Golden Arrow and inquire if surge pricing is indeed their policy and if not, who is pocketing the surplus that is charged. So surge pricing being what Uber does. If yes. it's New Year's Eve and everybody wants a tax and Uber at the same time, the rates go through the roof and you either accept that and pay or you wait. The issue is disclosure. Yeah. You shouldn't get a surprise at the end. You accept the inflated fare or you make another plan. Up front. Okay. So we did immediately on receipt of that email from Steve reach out to, to Golden Arrow and they confirmed with us straight away by return of mail they do not practice surge pricing. The only differential in their pricing um, is 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 one based peak. on timing, the peak hours mm. versus the off-peak. Um, and if you ride during the busiest commuter periods, uh, it's more expensive than riding at a quieter time of day. And then the other thing that happens is whether you're buying a single trip or a card, which we'll talk about now sure. in a moment. Um, Wendy, I, you didn't know, but I had a little bit of further engagement with Stephen after that when I fed back from Golden Arrow to him. And we th- we think that what might have happened in this particular case is that the, that employee had not used the bus for well over a year and didn't realize there had been a price increase implemented and in the only interim. Only when the taxi dramas led him back to the bus that he that he and then paid more than he used to and thought right. thought they were exploiting it, but in fact there had been a, a, a price increase in the interim. We think that that might That's be what has quite happened. Likely, I'd say. Yeah, but you also had some other queries which you wanted to raise with Golden Arrow. I know, and you've had further engagement with them since then. I have so. 
I took the opportunity to query another issue which commuters often raise with me, and that is the fact that the companies, um, and not specific to this bus company, I have to say, but bus companies generally, they issue cards um, weekly or monthly, and they have expiry date, meaning that if, if for whatever reason they don't um, take those rides, um, use those rides up um, in the allotted time, they lose what they've spent. Um, and so in Golden Arrow's case, the weekly packages are valid for 30 days. That's 10 rides. And the monthly package, 48 rides for 90 days. That has gone up. And I'll get to that in the response. It, it Last year, it was, um, you know, it, the, the expiry period was a lot tighter. Okay. But even at that, expiring in 30 and um uh, 90 days respectively um, is contrary to the Consumer Protection Act which really? states that prepaid vouchers or cards, whatever they want to call the, the, the vehicle for mm. holding this prepaid um, spend for goods and services um, so that the amount the value must be valid for redemption for up to three years. Three years? It's not three, three years, months? Not three months. Okay. Um, so Golden Era's website's um, f- FAQs uh, includes this question does my card have an expiry date? And the answer is this. No, your card itself does not have an expiry date. But the products that you load on, onto the card do, like as if you can separate the two. two yeah. Um, please always take note of these dates as your products will not be valid thereafter. Now, my comment is that this is clearly a self-serving technicality, totally at odds with the intention of the CPA's provisions with regards to prepaid products and services. The legislators wanted to make, legislators wanted to make sure that um, they didn't pocket your spend, um, mm. that you had up to three years to use it, and shorter validity periods are not considered fair to consumers. Okay. That's, the, that's the, the nub of it. I mean, so beauty salons used to routinely issue vouchers valid for three or six months. Six months was about the most you got. Yeah. Um, and they're still doing it, many of them, even though it should be three years. So you always have to check because many... Uh, companies consider themselves um, exempt from the CPA, <laughs> and they're not. And they're okay. not. So I just, I just said in my in my email in my media query um, to the company, I think I said it's especially prejudicial to consumers now when so many are falling ill with the coronavirus or have come into contact with somebody who has forcing them to isolate it for at least ten days. Good point. Yeah. So okay. the response so what did was they say? Yeah. was that. Um, Golden Arrow passengers can pay for our services in two ways, cash per trip or via a prepaid multi-journey ticket weekly or monthly. If they pay cash when boarding during peak hours, and we've dealt with this, they yep. talk it's not at all to do with profiteering from any taxi strike. They have a peak and off-peak uh, rate, and that's um, bog standard, and um, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, what they're trying to do is encourage people to to travel off-peak. In, in the um, less busy times. For yeah. many people, it's not possible because of their job t- uh, requirements, but anyway, getting to the, the issue of the multi-journey tickets, um, this is what Golden Arrow had to say. Um, these follow the buy in bulk and save principle. Specific conditions such as expiry dates are applicable in order to um, assess access rather these discounts. A weekly ticket offers offers significant savings as compared to a cash fee, and a monthly ticket offers the greatest level of savings. These are not vouchers; they are quantifiable prepaid products. Well, the What's Act covers prepaid, yeah. prepaid goods or services. Okay. Passengers are not loading cash onto their smart card. They purchase either 10 or 48 rides at a fixed discounted price. Previously, 
one of the attached conditions was that a weekly ticket would be valid for 14 days and a monthly for 37 days. And that's what still, was still on their website when I raised the query with them. Okay, but you um, said that's changed. She said to... since it was changed last year in response to the pandemic and tickets are currently valid for 30 and 90 days respectively to address situations where passengers cannot utilize their products due to lockdown and isolation as a result of COVID-19. Um, and then they said they during the hard lockdown when nobody was traveling anywhere they they uh, applied automatic blanket extensions to ensure that passengers were able to make use of them, which is great, but actually legally um prepaid product or service it doesn 't matter how you want to term it yeah um in terms of section sixty three of the consumer protection act, you have to be allowed to redeem that pre spend for up to three years. Um, so that's really tricky. So what you're saying is that their their, their terms are not compliant with the Consumer Protection but, Act. Did you yeah, take it but to the, the yeah? So Yeah, they're saying um, it's, it offers significant savings should passengers opt to buy in bulk, encourages off-peak traffic, and uh, um, basically that, you know, it's not – they're not the only ones doing it. My city does it. Prasa's ticket system do it. Gau Train as well as Ria Vaya. Um, and our fare structure, says Golden Arrow, is approved annually in terms of our contract with the Provincial Department of Transport. Okay. So I'd asked separately, I'd asked Mahatem Patlele, who's the Ombudsman for Consumer Goods and Services, and they, they, um, Complaints to do with the Consumer Protection Act is very firmly, very firmly in their domain, um, and she says, yeah, as I've been saying, Section sixty-three of the CPA provides that a supplier may issue prepaid certificates, cards, credit vouchers, or similar words to consumers. Um, it represents a commitment by the supplier to provide the agreed goods or services to the consumer at a later date. On presentation of the card, which would cover the situation we're talking about. Section 63 talks about the expiry of the value contained in the card and not the card itself. The card may may only expire under the following circumstances. Obviously, someone's used their, their full value. Three years after the date it was issued or longer, if the supplier wishes to make it longer. Um, in view of the b- above, Mahata um, says, if the value in the card has not been redeemed for the agreed goods and services in the card and the value in it remains valid, hmm. um, these include services to be accessed in the future. Furthermore, and this is the part I really like, Section 63.3 provides that any monies paid to the supplier for the prepaid card remains the property of the consumer to the extent that the supplier has not provided the goods or services or future access to goods or services. Sure. It's not their money to keep, to choose to keep and say after a month or three months, sorry, you snooze, you lose, we're keeping this. The, the, the idea being that you have three years to use whatever you paid in advance for. They cannot say, we are limiting this. If you don't use it within any time other than under three years, we reserve the right to keep it. It's happening. Yeah, It's happening on, on a very wide scale. And the regulators are doing nothing about it. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm not a regulator. Unfortunately, I have, I have no power except to expose. But... Um, so it it is it is blatantly out of step with what the Consumer Protection Act requires. I can't see. Uh, I can't see, given what the, what the act says, and given what's happening, and uh, you know, bus companies, train companies. So you have one in the case of of Brasa, uh, you have one government departing department rather flouting the the laws 
that another one is made. Yeah. Not for the first time. <laughs> Why am time. I not surprised not by for that the first question? time. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I always like to have advice. So, the only advice I can think of is to flood the consumer goods and services onward with complaints about this. And force an investigation think how many people of some kind. Are, I mean, yeah. transport is so expensive. They shouldn't be... Allowed to hold on to that no. that value that you have purchased, you, you should be entitled sh- to. Use, it's it's about paying yeah. for something you don't get. And yes, there's a there's an expect. It's only fair that there is a limit. Originally, the legislators wanted legislators wanted it to be five years per pim. I remember that. And there yeah. was a kick, strong kickback, and they settled on three. There are no exceptions. It doesn't say transport not is exempt. Yeah. No, yeah. It doesn't say if you discounted, it, it's exempt. If you pay for something in advance, you have a right. To benefit from that spend, to redeem it for whatever goods and services it applies to, for up to three years, and I think it's about time. I mean, I've been I've been yabbering about this for a long time. It's usually beauty salons. Remember, we did the tattoo parlors. Well, here's another one. Elsa Bess just messaged us saying, "This is news to me. Does that mean that the likes of Hyperly, the old Groupon, Wiki Deals, etc., with okay. their typical three or six month deadlines, are illegal?" Okay. So this is maybe what, what Golden Arrow and the rest of them might argue, although they didn't in the response, um, and I would love to see this tested. But I remember when the Groupon uh, thing phenomenon happened, um, I put it to the then uh, con- uh, Consumer Commissioner, and she said, um, well, it's sort of two parts of the act. It's um, the specials and the um, uh, – Section 63 around the expiry. So she okay. so, so what they came up with there was, yes, you can put a limit on it because it is a it's a special. It's a stake at 50 rand, you know, for this for a short time, and it would be unfair to expect them to hold that for three years. This is a different phenomenon from, um, you know, buy eight tickets, get two, the equivalent two of two free, free yes, kind of pay, thing. Pay yeah. So yeah. what they came up with there was. Um, if you don't use your, your, your voucher within three months or one month or whatever the specification is, you don't lose that spend. It has to be credited to your account and then for the, for the remainder of the three years, you get to redeem that on another voucher. So okay. you still have not, a, you still don't have a loss of the, of the, um, spend. Okay, that's uh, that's news to me, Wendy. Yeah. Okay, and I bet to to a number of listeners as well. I, I mean, I'm really I, I I like your advice that saying please complain to the ombud, flood them with complaints, they, in the hope that that pushes some they, kind of investigation. They have a direct line yeah. to the National uh, Consumer Commission, and they where there's a lot of um, consumer noise about a particular issue that raises. And I mean, this can't be more relevant to South Africa. Absolutely. Particularly I mean, right now. Yeah. So I feel a bit remiss in not having jumped up and down more about this up till now. But let's see. Um, I'm going to keep on this. Okay. Just throwing in one last little bit of extra feedback that we got from Steve, taking us back to that original question. And it's it's a follow-up that came after we'd already engaged with Golden Arrow. But I'm interested to know whether other customers have had the same experience. Steve's comment was, may I also mention that exact change is seldom given on buses. The reason is always given that there is no change. So the fare is rounded up sure. to the nearest decimal okay. and the passenger Steve. loses out on a rand or I two can't. per trip. 
surely it's up to the vendor to have a suitable float for the driver to work from. Absolutely, or don't take cash. Have a system that works, but in a situation where the consumer loses out is never justifiable, and it's another contravention of the Act. I wonder if others have had the same experience uh, of, of, of being told, sorry, there's no change to give you on your bus tickets. If you are a cash-paying customer, I'd be very I, interested to I hear. I hear other horrendous things from taxi commuters who say um, they won't accept a certain denominations, of coins yeah, or, which yeah. is also illegal. I mean, it's just so much. That we have such a great um, act in the Consumer Protection Act and others that provide consumer protection, but the, but the, but the regulation enforcement is just okay. so woeful. Mm. Consumer Talk. Open line. Call 021-446-0567. Oh, Wendy Novel asking the million-dollar question. Would that three-year rule hold for prepaid cell phone yes. airtime as well? Well, they've data? also come with a, up with a self-serving um, uh, legal interpretation of that. Um, it's gone back and forth. There's a whole history of that. But but the short answer is it's still happening, and um, they're getting away with it. Okay. It's sickening, and I really, uh, yeah, I, a, I hope that 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 people think about doing what you've suggested and flooding the ombuds office with complaints. And I also am hoping that maybe there's a consumer lawyer out there who might be prepared to take on a class action suit on this one, Wendy, yeah, yeah, uh, and take it further. Okay, um, from buses we move to air travel, uh, the perennial topic of the last two years, and it's uh, particularly notable today that Kalula's back in the sky. Today, Wendy, yes, today. just today, um, and. Uh, so the, the history of this is, um, well, this last non-operation period started on June the 28th. Um, Kalula and a few other airlines opted not to fly anymore because we moved into, was it adjusted level three? Three, I think, yes. And um, leisure travel into Gauteng was was restricted or was, was banned. So um, they've been grounded uh, by choice since the, June the 28th. So that's just over a month. Um but the issue that we're talking about today is that many people who bought flights, um, bought tickets rather for flights last year weren't able to use them because of lockdown. So nobody's fault, but, um, technically refunds were due, but you know, most of the aviation industry just said, no, we're not doing it. And except a voucher, um, Kalula or Kome, which is local BA, domestic BA and Kalula, um, was a bit of a tricky situation because they went into business rescue, rescue it, yeah. last May. And, um, so there was an option. You either, um, sort of banked the value of your points. They have a sort of travel bank kind of situation or you were, a, you ended up being a creditor in, in the long line of creditors, which, which yeah. was not a good idea. So they actually, I wrote a story about it. They actually allowed people to switch back to banking the value because they would have got three cents or, you know, in the round. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so now this Caroline Fieldgate, she wrote to us in desperation last week saying, um, she now, she hasn't seen her mother in Durban since the beginning of lockdown. She could only take leave in December and she wanted to use the value of that ticket that she was, she couldn't use last year. Um, I think Kalula calls them, Kami calls them the unflown tickets. Unflown, <laughs> unflown tickets. tickets. Okay. okay. Um, she wanted to use it for December. And, um, long story short, initially it seems she could. No one said you, you know, there's a cutoff, but, um, Eventually, she found out that um, her ticket was only valid for flying. There's a difference between valid to book to fly at a fu- future date, to yeah. redeem for future flying or to be actually used. So the cutoff date to actually use 
uh, those tickets on a flight um, is the 30th of November. And they do that because obviously Christmas is peak. And they don't want people flooding no. free, free flights at Christmas. No. Okay, so we've got Caroline on the line with us. Maybe let me bring her in at this sure. point. And Caroline, thanks for, for being willing to share your story with us on air. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me um, and listening to my story. Um, I just want to say as well, I have to pay an additional amount for my ticket, even using this voucher. So it's mm. not like having a free ticket. Mm. Um, I still have to pay an like three grand to fly. Um, so they still are going to make a little bit of money. But what, what, what my experience is, is I had this ticket credit from Kalula because they cancelled my ticket due to lockdown. Um, and I called the call centre to rebook my ticket for December and they gave, I gave them all my booking references from my cancelled or credited ticket and the new dates that I wanted to fly. And they literally said that unfortunately they're not flying, but BA are flying, so they'll send all my information through to BA. And after a week, I hadn't heard anything um, from BA, so I phoned them back just to find out kind of where they were in the process. And um, I spoke to another person from Kalula, and she said, okay, cool, give me all the information, your dates, your your tickets, um, and I'll send that through to um, BA. And then literally the next day, I received an email from BA, and they confirmed my booking for December. It's actually an email that says, we can't wait to have you on board, and here's your ticket number, and here's your reference, and all of that, and that was wonderful, so I was like, great. But they actually had the wrong return date. So I phoned them, and I said, hi, like, I've got all these tickets, this is my reference number, the return date's incorrect. Um, and I literally, I was on the phone for about half an hour to this lady, and then at the end of the call, she said, Oh, sorry, I can't um, process this ticket because you can only fly until this, this is like the, the Kalula voucher is only valid, valid until the 30th of November. Um, and I was just like, what are you talking about? I've spoken to two Kalula people, not one person, two people who sent through this information. I even got an email from BA with a, with a ticket reference number with all my dates and this new ticket. And I just, I just, I was just like so frustrated. And obviously, I try to call the call center again, and nobody can help me. And they send me to a million people, and every single time that you um, on on like you phone them, you wait for like thirty minutes for someone to answer answer the call. Um, and also, what I find is that Kalula hasn't actually been in operation for the last two months. So yeah. the flight time that they've given me, they've months. given me nine months to fly. But out of those nine months. Two of them, they haven't been in operation. You didn't have any choice. Yeah, you wouldn't have yeah. been able to fly. I have put it, that to Kami. Hmm. Exactly. And, and also, we, I mean, who, who wants to really fly at the moment? I mean, we keep on going through all these lockdowns and the numbers keep going up. I mean, people don't even really want to go to restaurants or socialize. Like, who wants to be in a plane for two hours? That's just because, you know? So it's just, I don't know, I, I find it so, and, and I think for me, I was so desperate because it's literally been going on for like two, three weeks and no one's getting back to me and I just don't know who to go to. Like, I just want to speak to a supervisor or a manager or a decision maker, somebody who can actually help me. And also I looked at the CPA and I said that vouchers are legally valid for three, three, d- mm, for yeah, three years. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't understand why Kalula can make up their own rules about validities and why ticket vouchers are seen as something different. Um, and, you know, it's, like, it's just cost me so much like, time and effort and energy and money. It's probably cost me more than the actual tickets worth. 
Um, and then on top of it, because it's taken such a long time for Kalula actually to get back to me, um, I missed out on, there were two discount sales. Um, oh, that you would have booked if you'd known. Yeah. Um, and now tickets have gone up 1,500 rands. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm so frustrated. It's just, it's so irritating. Totally understandable. Totally under, hear your pain. Uh, so when did you reach out to Kalula to, to I did. I actually had reached out to them before, um, last week sometime because I've had a few of these. Okay. And, um, so the answer is, well, Kami went into business rescue last May. Um, those unflown, as they like to call them, British Airways included tickets for flights from the March the 14th to uh, November the 30th of 2020. And yours, Caroline, would have been in that batch. We're given the option of becoming a creditor. I've explained this or retaining the value of their tickets. Um, so, um, Kalula's, uh, sorry, yeah, Kame says this November the 30th, Deadline for using those tickets cannot be extended as creditors and other interested and affected parties have accepted the business rescue plan. So that's now a legal document. That's that's that these are how the liabilities. So the CPA section sixty three and all of that. Sorry for you. We we just not even think about that. Um, and then I also asked exactly what Caroline's point. Um, my maths was a bit off there from the end of June to now is just over two, two, two months, months, not that one month. Yeah. Um, I said, so surely on, the, on that basis alone, you should extend the validity of that. But so they don't want to go into the festive season. Yeah. So the answer to that was, um, despite Kamea choosing to suspend its services on July the 5th. Sorry, that is just over one month. Not July the 5th until the 1st of September. So the months of July and yeah, August, yeah. effectively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's two months. Um, as a response to the adjust, adjusted level for lockdown, blah, 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 Kame says its travel bank customers have, have had the opportunity to use the value of their tickets since December and can still do so from September 1 until the 30th of November, which actually misses the point that they missed out on two months. Yeah. Um, tickets for Kalula flights between... That this recent no fly period, June 28 and August 2031, will remain valid until the 31st of August next year, and no change of booking fee or fare difference will be charged. But that's not helping Doesn't Caroline. Doesn't help Caroline, yeah. So, I mean, Caroline, I'm really sorry that, that that feedback doesn't offer any solutions for you. My question to you is, is I mean, it's it's a bit of a no-brainer. Would, as a customer, will you ever choose to fly with this airline again after the way you've been treated currently? No, like definitely, definitely not. And it's so irritating because I've got, I can get a, a vitality discount and all of that. But I just actually, I, uh, actually, I'm like, I'm, and you know what? They call sensitive agents are also so rude. They'll be like, no, I can't help you. Or these are our rules. Goodbye. And you're like, what, like, what happened to the customers always right? What happened to like helping out your fellow South Africans? They just, I don't know. I, I, I'm really not a fan at all. Um, and yeah, I would not die again with them. Caroline, I'm so sorry that we don't have anything more to offer you. I hate, um, I, I hate that kind of re- lack of resolution to a story, but it's, it sounds like they're just absolutely a brick wall and on I this, Wendy. I think it'll, there, there are many other Carolines out there who are planning to fly to loved ones at Christmas. In her case, she hasn't seen a mum since the beginning oh. of lockdown. Um, and they don't want to lose peak season sales. Yeah. I want to have people sitting and and because uh, and now me, they're saying it's it's in the business plan, so we can't do it. And I just I, I mean 
It doesn't It just fit leaves well. such a bad taste yes. in the mouth, Wendy. The bare, bare minimum, the right thing to do, at the very least, would be to say, we recognize that two months of your voucher period was effectively unusable. We have to extend December. it. But of course, that's the problem. It would yes. take it in. I bet if this is, you know, if it was a July to July yeah, conversation we were happening, it would be a different, uh, yes. different outcome. Caroline, thank you very much for being willing to join us on air. I'm so sorry. I hope you're able to get to your mom and have a good holiday with it's her in December. It's going to cost her a lot, but she will no doubt. Oh, uh, yeah. It is going to cost a lot. Okay, before we leave the airlines and the skies, you've got some right or hot of the press news about Voyager Miles for us, I think, Wendy. I do. It came through today, actually, while I was prepping for the show. SAA announced that Voyager Miles that were due to expire at the end of March 2022 are being extended by another year to the 31st of March 2023. At the same time, the press release read, and to jointly celebrate South African Airways' return to the skies, you will earn double Voyager Miles when traveling during SAA's first month of operation. The Voyager Miles bonus will apply to all travel on South African Airways operated flights between the 23rd of September and the 22nd of October 2021. This has been a long period of uncertainty for our most loyal supporters and providing an extended period to cash in your Voyager Miles is the least we can do to say thank you. You can begin to redeem your miles from Monday the 6th of September for travel on SAA-operated flights from the 23rd of September onwards. Initially, the airline will fly three times a day to its most popular destination locally, Cape Town. Town. What loyal customers. I don't know if there are any of those (laughs) left, Wendy. But interesting. Yeah, there's lots happening in aviation. And, of course, from now, we start seeing the big push for festive season. They've got a lot to make up uh, for. And, and, you know, now we've got talk of possibly the next – the next wave and we're going to be busy one way or the other those of us in the media are going to have a lot to report on. A lot on. to report on. Okay. Um, just before we take some open line questions, a quick Paralympic update. I did mention to you that there were two events that were going to be happening while we were on air today. They've both wrapped up now. Our men's long jump in Pumalele Mshlongo finishing fifth in the final of his category, which is the uh, athletes with leg deficiencies. That was in the long jump a little while ago. And then within the last minute or two, um, Cheryl James, who won herself a bronze in the 400 meters yesterday, has just finished third in her heat mm. uh, in the 100 meters event and um, uh, just a reminder that Cheryl is also in the coordination impaired category and that means she is through to the final and in so doing she set a new African record and personal best time, uh, time. so well done to her and uh, we'll keep you posted when the final comes around I think that is uh, a little bit uh, I think it might be tomorrow um, or later on this afternoon we'll keep you posted on that one okay um, let's take a quick look at the WhatsApp line Wendy mm. and an interesting question in from Roy on the WhatsApp. Um, I'm 69 years old, retired due to being high risk of COVID. No pension or income. I've got a game account and applied for loss of income, but it's been rejected because retirement is an exclusion. Do I have a leg to stand on? RCS Games still requesting payment. I haven't seen that. These are referred to as credit life policies and they're often sold by retailers such as Smart Game and Edcon. Um with via third party insurers, yeah, um, and usually the conditions, the, the the life circumstances that they cover would be death, so that your your family wouldn't be left um, field, paying off your card, yep. demands for your payment or paying it off, um, retrenchment, and and certain um, 
accidents, injuries, that kind of thing, which render which it would impact on your on your income. So retirement, which is I hear him saying it's it's sort of early and COVID induced, but unless there's that specific um, clause in the cover. Um, and I've never seen one of those. Um, mm. I don't think that um, he will have much success, any success in contesting that one, unfortunately, um, as unfair as it may seem. But retirement is not usually one of the one of the Valid circumstances that okay. are covered. Yeah. OK, sorry, Roy. I know not the answer you would have been help- hoping hmm. for. Um, here's let's go back to airlines and this is an unhappy Safair customer we, <laughs> we're struggling to find an airline to be happy with at the moment by the sounds of things Lisa says I flew on Safair Friday night from Durban and my bag was broken I had insurance now neither the airline nor the insurance want to take responsibility the airline says I reported it too late on Monday I landed at 9 o'clock and was rushing home to, take cur- to make curfew insurance says it's not their problem I am furious what to do so when was the flight? How late, I'm trying to remember Friday. how late. She only reported it on Monday. Monday. That is, yeah. yeah, that's unfortunately, I mean, it sounds unfair, but but there are always terms and conditions. And when you think of, um, it's just, um, the, it's not that the reporting channels close on the weekend. I'm, I'm sorry, irritating the, the sender of this thing, but I'm just saying from okay. an insurance point of view, there are deadlines by which you have to report things. And that would be, I mean, if it was, you know, she should have reported it by midnight of that night. And she, I would have said, no, that's very unfair. Um, normally, the best thing to do is um, to do it at the airport. Yeah, before where you even leave. There are yeah. witnesses, etc. Because the thinking is that, um, you know, it could have damage could have happened some other way between Friday and whatever. And, and there's, you know, it's hard to prove your point two, three days later. Whereas if you're standing at nine o'clock at the airport, it's with a fellow to traveler me. taking a Ta- photograph take of the, the photos, damaged bag. Yeah. The thing you always in these cases, whatever kind of insurance it is, is gather evidence. Um, because they, yeah, unfortunately they will, there are many ways in which they can, in terms of their terms and conditions, they can refute a claim. And reporting late is across the board is one of them. Okay. So please, if this happens to you, and as I say, it's happened to me on that airline more than once. Um, I do, I do, I mean, I like them for other reasons, but um, there was a spate. I was just unlucky. And just go, even if you're in a hurry, don't be in too much of a hurry. You must have some proof that, um, that it happened. You got your bag off the carousel. Looking like that. Looking yeah. like that. Okay, that's very important advice. Lisa, I'm sorry that everybody else learns that lesson at your expense, uh, but thank you for your WhatsApp. Okay, um, Solly, uh, your SMS about a cell phone issue is um, uh, just a little bit thin on detail. Can I ask you please to send an email uh, to Wendy with setting out all of the information involved, including which branches, the dates of the contract, the cell phone number, etc. This is to Solly and Lunga. We'll do our best uh, to try and assist you, but I, we can't do anything based on the limited information in your SMS. Wendy, um, if you would like a, 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 an email, just remind us of the email address, please. Consumer at NOLA, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R dot C-O dot Z-A. 
consumer at nola.co.za. Solly, you're welcome to CC me in if you like on Pippa H at capetalk.co.za. And please always remember to put the words Cape Talk in the subject line, as well as a word or two about the nature of the problem. Okay, Anonymous asking on the WhatsApp line, why do retailers ask for your name and contact details when you're doing an exchange or return? Is it to track the serial complainers, I think Wendy? probably, yes. <laughs> I think that's probably it. Um, and they are within their rights to do it unless your um, return is defective. But if you're doing a change of heart return um, or, you know, I didn't try it on in the store and I got home, didn't fit kind of thing, um, they don't have to take it back at all, remember. it's uh, The CPA only covers the return of defective items Correct. and only within yeah. the first six months. So if they you're taking it back within a store's voluntary non-defective product take back and it's normally um, has to be within 30 days, um, they're within their rights to impose whatever terms and conditions they see fit. So noting your details, um, and I think you're right, Pippa, it, has to, it would most certainly indic- be a, um, for that reason just to track you don't, you know, if it's happening. I don't know whether they would. I've never had anyone complain to me of being barred from returning something uh, yeah. because they they did it too often. But it is totally at this, even the first return is totally at any retailer's discretion. If it is a change of heart, many yeah. consumers believe it's their right because so many of the better retailers do it as a customer service. But there's a very big it's difference between a customer service and a legal obligation. Okay. Exactly. I can't help remembering a friend who used to work in retail referring to the hamper hunters. Those you, yeah, I call them opportunistic okay. shoppers. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a very classy term for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there are people who will attempt to exploit the system. Yes. Um, in that way. So that that could also be part of the, of the issue. Okay, um, Ryan, let's quickly squeeze in one last WhatsApp from you. Ryan has a Discovery Life policy, has had for a few years, and has been on Vitality for himself, but says, I kept my two children off Vitality. When I joined Discovery Medical Aid at the beginning of this year, I specifically stated that the vitality should only be linked to me. They're both students in Stellenbosch, and due to their studies, they're not that active. Discovery has automatically added them on, and now there's no way I can keep my Vitality Platinum status. Plus, I'm having to pay extra for them, oh, even my. though I specified I didn't want them on. Can can anything be done? Well, I'd have to see the terms and conditions. There might be some kind of clause which states that um, whoever's covered, yes, it has to be like a family deal thing. But in the absence of that, then no, that's what's sort of a, at best an administrative um, error and at worst, I don't know. A, devious. A bit yeah. devious. Yeah. Um, but we obviously would have to put that to the company and um, and check it out. Um, it all boils down to the terms and conditions. Okay. So, Ryan, if you want to, uh, to take a look, please send us an email and send her an email to consumer at nola.co.za. An so, his um, children's inactivity is now, is now costing him yes. his benefits. Yeah. Yes. I can understand I why he'd be I can't see upset. how they could force them to do it, but… I mean, I'm not a Vitality member no, myself, so I don't, I, I don't have any insight there. Uh, Ryan, if you would like Wendy to take a look, please do, do, do pop her an email with the details. Obviously, your membership number will be one of the things that she needs and any documentation, um, relating to the Vitality offering, um, would be helpful as well. Pop it all in one single email, please. Just a reminder, everybody, if you're sending an email asking Wendy to take a case, Put everything in one email all in one go. Please don't send a, a first mail saying, can you help? And then a second oh, email with the name and the third email. Of my life. Yeah, it 
makes it very difficult to track the case in a very, very overflowing and inbox. And very time-consuming yeah. to keep going back for every little nugget of information. Of information. So please, all in one email, Ryan and um, Wendy will gladly take a look for you. The time has run away with us at that point, oh Wendy. Oh, my gosh. We've um, got so many things we didn't even get to. But we have, yeah. We'll have to do some more open line stuff maybe in a couple of weeks' time yes. then. Okay, to be continued. Uh, for now, thanks, everybody, for the participation. And once again, the email to send a case to Wendy is consumer at nola.co.za.